0: to the Broke Generation podcast, the podcast that helps you feel better about money so you can be better with money. My name's Emma and I'm your host. Not so long ago, I was a bit of a hot money mess. But now through getting to know myself and my relationship with money on a deeper level I've managed to turn my finances around and I want to help you do the same thing This podcast will become your number one place for finance that makes you feel good By bringing you new insights into managing money in your 20s and 30s and breaking down the financial lifestyle and career barriers that face our generation every day Thanks for listening and enjoy the show I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording and you are listening to this podcast today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broke Generation podcast and welcome to a very special episode, which is episode one of my Side Hustle School mini series. Woo! <laughs> Over the next five days, We will be spending 20 minutes or so together each day talking about side hustles, how to get your side hustle dreams started off the ground and making you sweet, sweet Monet. Now, I am doing my absolute best to keep these episodes short and snappy because it is supposed to be a mini series, bite sized episodes. I'm really going to have to try my hardest with this because you all know I just cannot shut up on my episodes. I try and do a mini episode and it turns into a 40 minute long long waffle, but there we go. So before we dive in, I will give you a quick overview of what to expect over the next five days so that you can whet your appetite and get excited for all the side hustle chats we're going to have together. So today for episode one, we're going to be talking about that groundwork around deciding what your side hustle is going to be and really sort of refining what exactly you're going to offer for your side hustle. Episode two on Tuesday will be about sort of getting yourself set up, ready to go, how you can get something sort of ready to launch for market, market ready side hustles. Episode three on Wednesday is going to be all about marketing, selling yourself and finding clients and customers that want to give you sweet, sweet money for what it is that you do or what it is that you sell episode four on Thursday, which will replace the regular Thursday episode on the podcast. Thursday will be part four of the mini series and it's going to be about managing time and money in your side hustle. Very, very important. And finally, episode five on Friday is going to be about what happens after that sort of first step. How do you grow your side hustle? How do you build longevity in your side hustle? How do you know when to call it quits on a side hustle? How do you know how long your side hustle? Is going to be in your life for. And if you're thinking about doing it full time at any point, whether that is an intention from the beginning or sort of a desire or opportunity that becomes apparent to you while you are out there side hustling, we're going to talk about that as well. So let's kind of get straight into the crux of episode one. And the first thing that I do want to address before we get into that sort of like Understanding what you're going to do. I want to say something to anyone thinking of starting a side hustle or, or who already has one running, and you, maybe you're tuning in to juice up your knowledge and strategies. I want to say this your side hustle matters, your side gig is a real thing, and you are an absolute superhero. Or having one or thinking about setting one up. It's not silly. It's not just a little thing that you do on the side. I'm making like bunny ears air quotes with my hands because, as an avid side hustler, this is something that I battle with. Like the language and the respect that I was giving my side hustles at the beginning, and even to some extent these days when it's my full time business, it's really easy when it's a side thing to kind of like minimize it and self deprecate. But I want you to remember that it is. Real business. It's a real thing. And so from this moment on, I want you to treat your side hustle with the respect it deserves. Whether it's an idea on a napkin or you've already got it rolling, it is a business. You are a business owner and you rock. Okay, are you ready? The first thing that we need to be doing when we're getting our side hustle rolling is to get really, really clear on what the side hustle is going to be because that's that's really important, isn't it? (laughs) We can't start making bank if we don't know what we're doing, who we're doing it for, or why we're doing it. So this first episode is going to be about the what, the who, the where, the why, and the how of your side hustle idea. If you already have a side hustle, you will still benefit from this episode. You'll be sort of taking what you need and leaving what you don't in that sense. But I think it will still help you sort of think really deeply about aspects of what you do. And it might even give you a new kind of angle or a new perspective to help you squeeze more out of your side thing. So let's start with the what. We need a what to kind of substantiate what exactly it is that we're doing. So what you will take from this part will probably be defined by how clear you already are on your side hustle idea. Some of you may have been sitting on something that you'd like to do for a really long time, or maybe you just intuitively know what that would be. For example, if you're like a designer or a writer or an illustrator in your day job, or you have that skill and you want to give freelancing a crack that might be sort of something that you're kind of fairly intuitively knowing that that's what your side hustle is going to be. Maybe if you're like crafty and you make something that you want to sell, that might be at the back of your mind as well. You may already have that idea sitting right there, or you might have absolutely no idea at all, but you just know that you've got some sort of intrigue or curiosity or hunger around having something on the side that is your own and that can make you some sweet sweet dollars. So first and foremost what I want you to do is grab a notebook or some paper or a document or a sort of thingy on your notes app or however you want to note take and call that your side hustle school exercise book because that's where you're going to write down anything that I prompt you to work on throughout this week of mini episodes. So this first exercise is going to be for you if you have no idea what your side hustle will be yet. If you do know, listen along, but you don't really need to participate yet because you've got sort of that first piece sort of down pat, but you might you might get something out of doing this if it's speaking to you. So grab your notebooks and first I want you to write down anything and everything That interests you, that you know something about, any skills that you have, any experience that you have, and get really granular with this. You know, don't go, oh, I work at McDonald's, I have no skills. Uh, You fucking do. You absolutely do. You probably have customer service skills, you probably have management skills, you probably have organisational skills. There's plenty there to work with, so get really granular. If the if it's sort of like not a really obvious first line thing, like I'm a designer, um, you can also include hobbies that you have, hobbies that you've mastered, that sort of thing. Really think about jobs that you had and skills or knowledge that you might have learned there. The things that you were really good at there. What did you find really easy? What did you do with your eyes shut? What are things that other people struggle with that you're really good at? If you have any talents, write that down as well. And the reason that I'm really broad in this section is you might work at McDonald's or you might be a nurse or you might be a project manager and be quite fixated on that sort of career aspect when thinking about what you can do as a side hustle. But you might actually be an expert on football for example, can you tell I've just spent the last month watching the World Cup? (laughs) The first thing that comes to mind. I would encourage you to write down hobbies and things that you're like deeply, deeply passionate about as well, because there might be opportunities within there. You might be a writer and a football fanatic, and maybe you could be a football or sports writer. Wowie! So write all of those down. And then underneath there, I want you to brainstorm any commercial application of these things. So a bit like that one with sports and writing be a sports writer. Um, if you're really good at like admin and management and strategies, you might be a VA or an assistant or a virtual receptionist or something like that. Don't get too caught up just yet in the viability of it. We really want just to be exploring at this stage, exploring what could be possible with the skill set that you have and kind of get you feeling like there is an abundance of opportunities out there for you to monetize in a side gig capacity. So, for example, if you've written that you can draw, you love dogs and you've spent the last four years working in restaurants and you're great at customer service, your commercial applications might be that you could illustrate your own range of greetings cards. You might be able to do like pet portraits and sell them online or take your portraits or your greetings cards to markets. You might be able to take on freelance illustration work for creative industries or books or you might put your customer service skills to good use as a freelance VA that interacts with clients and customers on a daily basis on a business owner's behalf. Or you might want to set up your own dog sitting or dog walking business and build relationships with dog owners to look after their fur babies while they're on holiday or while they're at work. You'll probably want to spend a bit of time with this part, really getting curious and curious (laughs) curious and creative with just the magnitude of things that you could do it doesn't matter if some of these are like I'm literally never going to do pet portraits that's so fine it's just about kind of massaging your skills and seeing all of the different applications once you've got all of those ideas down kind of see what jumps out at you, what feels right. Feeling really good about your side hustle idea is actually sort of a really big part of it because that's going to make you, it needs to be something that you're actually going to do, right? So see what jumps out at you. You might want to run with a couple for now and go through the next exercises and see how you go because what we're going to do next is we are going to refine those ideas or that one idea. If you've come to us with an idea, welcome back. You can now re-jump in (laughs) and get stuck into the next exercise in the episode. So once you've got the essence of your what, maybe you've got a couple of those, we need to look at the who and the why. And I say these together because they're sort of two parts of the same question. So what we need to do is we need to explore who you are doing this thing for and why you are doing it. And what this does is it really helps you refine your offering so that it can have a really solid commercial application when you come to launching it. So the who part is effectively who is going to pay you for what you're doing. And the why part is the problem that you're solving or the experience that you're offering them that makes you want, that makes them want to give you their money. There is also the sub part of the why that is a why for you. So why are you doing this? What is your primary motivator? Are you doing this to make money? Are you doing this to develop your career or maybe explore new skills that aren't being honoured in your current role? Are you doing it to sidestep into a new career? Is it a bit of both? When you've got an idea of why you're doing your side hustle, it can really help you make decisions in the work that you're doing. Because if you just want money, it makes sense that you want to make decisions that best align to the most available money possible. So if, let's say, you're a freelancer, you might be taking on less exciting work just because it's better paid, because money is your primary motivator. And there is nothing wrong with that, by the way. However, if you're trying to break into a new industry, maybe you're a freelancer, maybe you're a writer or a designer or an illustrator or something in a certain industry and you're using freelancing to expand your portfolio and tap into a new industry, you might take something that's a bit lower paid but that's going to get your foot in the door of your dream industry. And that would make sense because it aligns with the why for you. So have a think about that and then we also need to come back to the who and the why in terms of our customer. So let's use our examples of our illustrator or our dog walker or our virtual assistant that we sort of played with in the first section. We need to be asking who will you illustrate for? Do your illustrations help people understand concepts in a visual way or is it for enjoyment? Is it something that you're using in a more B2B environment or is it a more B2C environment? B2B means business to business so you might be servicing corporates with like those visual note taking things I'm seeing a lot of people doing at the moment or is it a B2C thing where you're selling like an enjoyable consumable product to a customer? If it is a product-based business, like the greetings card example, who is going to buy that and why will they buy it? Will they buy it because it's you offer something unique that other people aren't offering? Will you solve a problem that is unaddressed for them? Is it cheaper? Is it more unique? Will they buy it because it offers them a meaningful memento of a special occasion? Are you building an emotional connection with them in some way? Really kind of explore that who and why. Who am I selling this to and why are they going to buy it? For our dog walker example, again, who are you serving here? Yes, dog owners, but who and why do they need your services? Busy professionals that work long hours and can't get their dogs walked during the day? Or is it young families who take holidays during the school break? When are you going to be walking these dogs? When are you going to be sitting for these dogs? Is it for people who live alone that need help with tasks when they're sick? Is it for people in an apartment block that maybe you live in? Maybe you could position yourself as like the building's dog sitting service or something like that. Maybe it's dog owners in apartment buildings that have issues with getting dog walkers into the building because of access issues with like key fobs. If you live in the building, you could solve that problem for them. For our VA example, now we got to that because we were talking about if you're really good at customer service and you love talking to people. So the who here is going to be looking at what kinds of industries require this skill because that's going to help you lead to your who and in part your why. So VAing for a business owner that doesn't really speak verbally to their customers probably isn't going to be the best fit for that really good people skills, verbal communication that we talked about. But what about a business owner like a psychologist or a coach or an accountant or someone who does speak verbally to clients I know that not all of those do but you know some people's businesses benefit from that verbal communication and they want to have somebody on the other end of a phone you might be able to be somebody that is warm and professional and can interact on behalf of that business and that could be a perfect little slice for you to serve because a lot of VAs might not want to offer that because they want to do more web-based work but if that's something that you're really good at and you really excel at that could be a who and a why for you. Now I understand that some of these things may refine as you get stuck into your side hustle. Sometimes we kind of start offering a much broader service and we niche down once we're in the thick of it and we uncover our most valuable customers. I did this when I started as a much more broad copywriter and I eventually moved into the finance niche segment. But I do want to prompt you here to think about whether you want to go in with the intention of niching into something specific, especially if you're offering a freelance service you might have a specialist skill set or a specific pocket of knowledge or experience that can be leaned into. So if you have a connection or a specific avenue of people that you can reach or a specific sector that you're already aligned to, lean into that because it's effectively low-hanging fruit in terms of getting your side hustle off the ground. Starting broad is sometimes necessary, especially if you don't have any specific experience. Bear in mind, I started side hustling and freelancing when I was 23. But if you're kind of going into this you're much further into your career, right? Maybe you're a nurse or you're a vet and you've got that specific information and you want to move into writing. You can leverage that as low-hanging fruit to help you have an edge getting your side hustle off the ground. The next component we want to talk about is the how and the where, which again, sort of play into each other, but again, are two different sides of the same coin. So we want to look at how you're going to offer what it is that you offer. How will your customers and clients hand over their money to get their hands on your genius? And where will you make that happen for them? It can be really helpful here to think about putting yourself in the shoes of your potential client or customer. Think about the person that we talked about in your who section with the problems, the goals, the interests of that why portion. Imagine that you are them. How will they come across what you offer? Where do they hang out? Where are you going to find them? Where are you going to capture their attention? Where will they be able to be reached? Where might they want to find out more about you? Are they hanging out on social media? If so, is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it a combination of all three? Are they at home? Are they in their building or their office? Going back to our dog walker example, maybe. Are they walking past the same notice board or the same lift every morning? Think about how you can get in front of them. And then what happens? How are they going to give you their money? How will you deliver your service? How will you book them in for what you're offering? Do you need to send them something? Do you need to have an email? Do you need to have a phone number? How can they contact you? How can you deliver the service? And how can you close off the experience? I'm speaking, of course, you know, very generally at the moment because all of these things will be completely dependent on what you do. But when you walk yourself through that experience and fill in the gaps, being the person that is going to buy from you, that's a really, really valuable mindset to shift into because it can help open your eyes to the things that you need to work on to get your side hustle refined. So think of your who and become them walk yourself through a potential process of them purchasing your product or service or hiring you if you're offering a freelance service and you delivering it to them. Write this down in your Side Hustle School notebook. Write down, I am the busy professional that needs a dog walker. I am the health professional that needs a writer or a designer. What are they thinking? How can they find you? And we're obviously talking really hypothetically at the moment thinking in that mindset can help you design a platform from which to launch your side hustle in a way that is tailored to them. It's much more helpful for you to do that than for me to sit here and go, you need to set up a website and an email and then you need to have a logo and a business card because it might not be relevant first off for the person that you're trying to target. And don't worry about nailing these things the first time around. It's okay if there is rough guesswork and estimations at the moment, because of course you are not expected to know how everything is going to work in your new side hustle that we literally only nutted out 17 minutes ago. It is more about getting you to consider the experience that you're delivering so that you can find the answers that you need and so that you can ensure that you approach setting up your side hustle from the perspective of, I have this to offer and this is how someone's going to buy it from me. Again, when we listen to that generic advice of you need to post on Instagram and you need to do this and you need to do that, it's not necessarily true for getting different types of side hustles started. And I don't want to overwhelm you with information that is not relevant to you because you know best what the thing is that you're offering. You know a lot better than anybody else can ever tell you. And so by giving you the tools to uncover what you need for your specific side hustle, I think it's going to stand you in a really good stead for getting it set up, which is exactly what episode two is all about. So to sum up, go through the what, the who, the why for your customer or your client and the why for you, the how and the where of how you're going to deliver what it is that you deliver, whether it is a dog walk, a greetings card or an end-to-end logo design project or anything else in the side hustle spectrum. And then tomorrow we'll be back for episode two where we will work through how to get set up and the things that you need to consider to get your first iteration of your side hustle off the ground. This has been the Broke Generation Side Hustle School mini-series. If you are enjoying the mini-series, I would love if you took a little screenshot, posted it to your Instagram stories and let everybody else know that you're listening as well. Tag me at Generation so I can see it. Let me know what you think and I'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Have a wonderful day.